0: Log Talk Radio.
1: Welcome once again to the Lucky Mojo Hoodoo Root Work Hour, brought to you by the Lucky Mojo Curio Company in Forestville, California, and online at LuckyMojo.com. I'm your announcer, Reverend James of FultConjurer.com, located in western North Carolina, and in just a moment, we'll be joined by our co-host, Katherine Ironwood of LuckyMojo.com in Forestville, California, and Conjurman of ConjurmanConsulting.com in Mission Viejo, California. This week, we'll be joined by a special guest, Lukianos of Lukianos.com in Baltimore, Maryland, bringing us today's Oracle Hour topic on OB. They will take your calls and offer advice to address, ameliorate, and remediate your questions and problems about love, money, career, and spiritual protection using traditional African-American folk magic practices of hoodoo conjurer root work as defined and prescribed by the greatest spiritual Hoodooists of our time. You can learn a lot just by listening, but if you're selected from among those who signed up at the Lucky Mojo Forum at forum.luckymojo.com and called into the show, then you'll be on the air and receive a free consultation we'll be going to the phones in just a moment but first let's catch up with our co-hosts Katherine Ironwood and Conjure Man. Miss Cat
2: Hi well right before we started in the chat um Maganda Miss Maganda said to me is it crazy windy in Forestville and I replied yes it is crazy windy and verging on dangerously crazy windy in Forestville right now um and I'm a little concerned so, um, if we lose power, we trust you all will carry on. There are uh numerous towns in uh, Sonoma County right now without power. so far, we're lucky mm-hmm. so just had to get that out of the way first. <laughs> I don't know what y'all will do if we just if we just explode um you'll know to um recreate the show and carry on without us, okay. I hope someone's gonna say okay to that. Like okay. someone like James okay. maybe. <laughs> um, okay. We'll do it. Well, I'm I'm concerned because they've um they're already closing roads, they're flooding and um you know, it's bad. Um it's an oceanic river, an atmospheric oceanic river, a yeah. river of windy rain, and it's really coming at us. All right, well, that's the news from around here, I guess. Um, in other news, um, Nagashiva and I have been working on part two of the Dragon Money uh, page, which will be compiled with part one, and you can see them both at once. And we have now broken into golden dragon money as opposed to merely silver dragon money. And we're having a ton of fun. Folks, if you all don't know what we're working on here, this is a Patreon page, and it's just about money with dragons on it. Why? Because, you know, because my patrons are so friendly and indulgent and allow me to write whatever I want to. And Shiva has been doing a lot of illustrations for the web pages that I write. And uh, he happens to collect money with dragons on it. And so for that reason, we decided to switch roles, and he's putting together the page primarily, and I'm the helper this time. Because um, yeah, it's the year but, of
3: the dragon, that's why.
2: Yeah, that's right. It's the year of the dragon, and that Come will on. happen on the 10th, but the page will go live on the 7th. So... <sighs> It's going to be a lot of fun. We'll probably be adding more and more Dragon Money as the year goes by because new Dragon Money is coming out, it seems like, every month. All right, so that's the news around here, working hard on that. Oh, and I've broke ground on what may be the green folder or the blue folder, maybe the yellow folder. It's the next folder book. And I've been working hard on typesetting some of the old articles that were from Festivals of long ago, when the typesetting for the pages was not so tightly formatted, so that if someone wrote a very short uh, little flyer for their workshop, I would just blow the type up, and if they wrote a really long one, I would just squish the type down. But nowadays, because these are being reprinted in these folders, they have to all be the same size, ten point Helvetica, and. A couple of them got lost along the way, and I have found them. So um, I'm going to be publishing one flyer from 2009, and um, one from 2013, and then a couple of old Lucky Mojo shop folders, in fact, quite a few Lucky Mojo shop folders from around 1998 that I never did put into the black folder or the red folder because I thought, oh, well, You know, I need room for all of the festival stuff. But now I've got a little bit of extra room. So look forward to some really old writing by me.
3: Those are shop flyers, right?
2: The shop flyers. Yeah, these are shop flyers. And they were, we have a little, um, at the Lucky Mojo shop, we have a little uh, literature rack. And you can, when you make a purchase, you can take one flyer. not 16 of them or anything, just one. And people come back and they they spend a little bit and they get another flyer, you know. And of course, that's what led to the black folders. They wanted all those flyers. And so we started three-hole punching the flyers and putting them into little folders. But at the time when we made the black folders, some of those flyers we didn't have printed copies of. And we just, they just got shoved to one side. So now they're back. So that'll be kind of fun. Um, and I hope everybody um, uh, looks forward to those. I think it's going to be a nice book. It's going to be a real nice collection. It'll have material by many members of AIR. It's not just me writing this. these folder books. And there's going to be stuff by Conjurman and Angela Marie Horner and Ms. Robin and um, you name it, everybody. It'll just have everything in it that can be in it. And uh, so that's what I've been doing. How about you, Conjurman? Are you getting rain and wind down where you are?
4: We're definitely getting wind, not rain yet, uh, though it rained yesterday. And you can be hmm. sure that what happens in Northern California will eventually make its way to Southern California. <laughs> so right. You're, you're, right. Living, you're living in our future right now. You're living in our future right. Uh, the yeah, floods that you right. see, we will see tonight and tomorrow, so we will likely see. So I'm I'm uh, in the same boat if, if electricity suddenly goes out and I disappear. Hopefully, everyone will continue on, uh, though I think it'll happen later for us. So I think we're good for the next hour or so. Next hour and a half will be good. Otherwise, been quite good. I'm actually, as much as the rain can be a pain in the ass, I'm I'm very much looking forward to this sort of rainy season. One, because... Uh, California desperately needs the rain Uh, and two it's it's a reminder that it's really the only bad weather we have. <laughs> I, mean, I was just talking to a colleague who's on the East Coast, and they're suffering like bitter, bitter cold right now and snow. And I'm going, yeah, it's sort of raining here. And they were just like, shut up. Paul. Shut up. <laughs> you can't compare the two. So every time I look out and I see a cloudy, cloudy day, I'm like, oh, that's the worst it could possibly get in California. So we're, we're blessed in that regard, the hope is that we you know you don't end up with floods. Otherwise, it's been very interesting. Uh, we're starting to see the trickle in of love clients uh, setting up for Valentine's Day, which is coming up. It's in a bit of a weird position this year. Uh, it's on the in the middle of the week. Uh, It's Wednesday, if I'm not mistaken. Not the best astrological day for Valentine's Day, I should say. Uh, But lots of clients are starting to trickle in and they're like, hey, so I'm tired of not having a date for Valentine's Day. What can I do? (laughs) And we actually just finished, uh, just yesterday, a really interesting client where the root work was one part, like, genuine, like, love attraction work. And the other was, like, practical astrological, magical enchantment works So like what colors she should wear and what scent she should wear and how she should do up her hair in order to attract the person. So really a sort of holistic approach towards attraction that went beyond just candles and jars to even going down to the nitty gritty, the based on your natal chart, based on your sign. These are the colors you should be wearing. These are the places you should be hanging out in. This is the scent you should be wearing. It's really customized approach towards enchantment, love, and attraction. I'm very interested to see how that will manifest over the next couple of weeks. So lots of fun things in store.
2: Wow. That sounds, that sounds very, very interesting. <laughs> full, <laughs> full service magic. The yes, whole thing. So. The whole Customizable thing. Customizable enchantment. Yeah. Well, I've got a couple of announcements to make before we bring in our guest. Um, we have um, a winner. In fact, we have two winners for February 2nd, 2024. The prize was a Yippie book collection consisting of a copy of Trolldom, Spells Methods of the Norse Folk Magic Tradition by Johannes Gardbach and North Asian Magic Spellcraft from Manchuria, Mongolia, and Siberia by David Shi. And the winners got a copy of each of those books. And our winners are Laurel, well, here's the part. We're going to have Conjurman say it with the proper pronunciation from Afghanistan. What was the <laughs> name of that lady's last name?
4: Uh, La- You're asking what's the name for Lapis Lazuli? Yes. Lapis Lazuli is Lajwa in, in Farsi, Persian, and Afghan. And la- they all
2: say La Joie. La Joie. Well, her name is L'Ajolie. Laura, Laurel Laurely, but I, I just wanted her to hear someone say that in, in Farsi. I thought that was good. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> and our other winner is Kathy Bayer, whose name is spelt like Bayer Aspirin, so I might be pronouncing it correctly. Um, So, if you are one of our two winners this week, just uh, respond to the message that you get on the Lucky Mojo Facebook page. Send us your mailing address for shipping purposes, and thanks for participating. And the other thing that um, I just wanted to give a little um, scream out to is the Dream Book project, which I've been doing every week, between the um, Facebook and Instagram posts for the radio show. We always have a dream book these days, and this one, the five-in-one dream book, is probably the weirdest um, cover, maybe not the weirdest. It's one of the weirdest covers we've ever had, so if you have a chance to go check it out. Eventually, all of these dream books will be collected into a giant illustrated dream book bibliography, but this one takes the cake. And the artist is someone named L. Gross, and it is dated 38 for 1938 if anyone knows who the somewhat amateur artist l gross was in 1938 in new york city i'd like to know Uh, that's it for me now we're going to say hello to lucianos our guest come on in lucianos and say hi welcome welcome well hi good afternoon or evening
5: uh, depending on where you're listening to this from great to be with you today always And uh, I'm not even going to tell you what the weather is like here because you you really don't want to hear about it. (laughs) Which is to (laughs) say, sunny, cloudless, 50
2: degrees. Yeah, wow. Well, what have you been um, working on lately, Lukianus? What have you been doing? Tell us, you know, catch us up to date.
5: Well, sure. Um, I am recently uh, off of a... uh, Six star project uh, focused on the fixed star speaker and uh, talismans uh, associated with thereby and I'm currently in the process of extending that project but I can't say too much about it just yet because it is still in development so, so this is a a, working
2: athletes... on a talisman for the fixed star speaker did I understand that uh,
5: not exactly' uh, no. Basically, okay. I was using the fixed star speaker as A way of investigating how astrological talismans can be made, electional factors, and really trying to clarify um, which factors are truly important, which ones affect, which ones do not, because when you go back to the uh, traditional sources, even in translation, they don't agree with each other. And so, well, me being the type of person that I am and the worker that I am, my solution to that is to take what they've said and then tried different variations uh, and both see what the effects are on me as a practitioner, and then I also distributed them to uh, uh, project participants and got their feedback as well. So basically oh. uh, blinded blinded tests, if you will, and uh, learned a lot from it, uh, presented those results at Astromagia, uh back this past November, and uh, I am extending that work um, in slightly different directions but uh i'm looking forward to what i will learn and uh i'm at the same time very mindful that um i do owe uh to to the field of endeavor of itself to to share
2: what i learn so that's also part of it as well wow wow so you're doing really original research on astrological elections
5: Uh, Elections, but also creation of talismans, because, um, well, when you you go into the larger field and talk to people, you realize that people have different concepts of what they mean by a talisman. Some will say straight up, they're a battery. Some of them Mm -hmm. refer to them as uh, pickled periods in time. There's a a Mm -hmm. certain down home uh, when you about that, though possibly accurate. Uh, mm-hmm. Others will say, uh, no, th- these are an extension of natural magic and you are basically just connecting in factors from the celestial to, you know, intrinsic properties within the material uh, through, uh, well, not doctrine and signatures, but yeah, doctrine and signatures. But my my thought of it, having made a number of these things in different ways at this point over the years, is that when we say talisman, we're really talking about a very general type of thing. Some of them may in fact just be batteries. Some of them, however, Mm -hmm. are self-sustaining and self-renewing. How do Mm -hmm. you know which one you've made? How do you know which one you've got? So there's really kind of getting your hands dirty in, in the process. Um, there's a lot which we take for granted, but there's also a lot that we can learn by understanding what our assumptions are and then examining if those assumptions are really true.
2: Wow, that's really deep, man. That is amazing <laughs> um, I'm, I have to say that i I'm kind of um, um pickled moment in time battery. Combined thought, that's sort of my thought, but also the the element or substance of which the item is made is important to me, too. I once ran into a person who said, well, you can only do... Uh, solar talismans with actual gold and a a, a debate ensued in which I just listened Um, uh, it it came out to actually yelling um, of a silver talisman that was gold plated would it really be a solar talisman if it had a solar figure on it It was done at a solar uh, election and that's when the battery theory sort of like solidified in my head and I get what they were saying um there's a lot there, but then other other people would say, but then if, they, if you can put them on parchment, well, then what? You know, you don't have to write a solar talisman on gold leaf. You can put it on, on gazelle skin, you know, or whatever, right? Um, so, yeah, there's a lot there to investigate. Congratulations mm-hmm. for thinking about it.
5: <laughs> well, wow. um, again when you dig into the literature, um, you start to realize that different workers and different uh, astrologers from ancient times, you know, through to the, to the Renaissance era, even if, if we're keeping it, you know, kind of in the, in the past tense. Um, they had different ways of thinking about and different ways of talking about what it was that they were doing. And it, it's not a monolith. And mm-hmm. realizing that, you know, kind of, you know, set off some light bulbs in my head as well.
2: Oh, the same thing happens um, in modern natural magic. For instance, pyrite has a long history of use as um, wealth bringing. But Mm -hmm. there are people who will say you cannot use pyrite for wealth bringing because all it is is iron ore with sulfur. And therefore, it is sulfurous and and ironous and has nothing to do with wealth, right? And meanwhile, there's a hundred thousand people out there with pyrite on their altar, going, "I love it." <laughs> you know? hmm. So there's there are debates to the present time about natural magic yep. as well as astrological. What mm. do you think about all this, conjurman?
4: Oh, I'm I'm utterly fascinated. But I take a um, from the Middle Eastern tradition, which works with astrological talisman, I take a sort of balance between the. Uh, battery, naturalistic approach, which you can find in the Raya, and uh, with spirits being embodied in the physical object. So you have the natural magical material uh, working as some type of battery, but also having an intelligence, a spirit intelligence, quite literally housed. Think of it as a mini genie, genie if you will, in the talisman itself, a genie of um, Venus or a genie of the sun in that actual talisman. But also the approach of the Shams or the, the son of Gnosis, which is a medieval text in which talismans are as you're writing, you're rewriting destiny. So the act of crafting the talisman through letters, words, and symbols is about changing the sort of book of destiny that exists in the celestial realms. So sort of uh, an act of recreation or co-creation with the divine. And I sort of blend all those into my talismans and what I create.
2: Wow. I just have to i have to butt in here. Breaking news. Um, I don't know if, if any of you heard the phone ring and then Nagasheva picked it up. Uh, that was Colleen from the shop. A redwood tree just fell on her house. Mm-hmm. Oh, my goodness. Yeah. Um, we, earlier this morning, a redwood tree fell across Highway 101 at Todd Road in Santa Rosa, for all of you who know Santa Rosa, and blocked uh, Highway 101 northbound for hours. And there was a person injured in the car. The redwood tree fell on their car. They were sent to the hospital. Um, Colleen? No, no was, one was
3: at Colleen's house. However. Colleen
2: was out of town. I presume, I hope, with her animals, too. Um, and she was just calling to let us know she's I think so. all okay. Um I think so
3: they, they vacated because of the storm.
2: Wow. Oh, they did. Oh, my gosh. And, and yeah. not only that, you said we have a gate down. What is that?
3: Uh, the, a limb fell on the fence here um, a day or two ago, and the gate finally fell over completely and is uh, just between the shop and the next
2: door neighbor. Nothing serious. Oh my god! Oh, oh, that gate! Oh my yeah. gosh! That's oh my <laughs> god! Okay, and wait a minute. <laughs> that, wait but part. that one had
3: that one had been nailed closed from the previous right. tenant. Right, right, right. <laughs> so,
2: okay, that needs repair now. Okay. Yeah. Um, this is, but the funny thing about Colleen, I just have to say this: she was about to move; they were going to be buying another house, and um, and she was saying, "I can't wait till I'm out of this house." And now a redwood tree fell on it. Like that's a little nudge from the universe, isn't it? Yeah. Oh. Wow. Also, in the chat, I just wanted to also give a uh, uh, call out to um, Wickway is up, who precious. Um, cat of 18 years has passed away, and uh, we should all send gentle purring uh, to Wickway. And is prayers. up and prayers. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Uh, <laughs> and and um, uh, someone else is, says I'm back. Uh, 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 Tayoga, I think it's pronounced. I think um, I'm back. Internet went down. Holy moly. Okay. Well, we're hanging on by our fingernails here. Um, Dom Crist. Oh, yes. Dom Crist. I know. I'm supposed to look at this one thing and then say Dom Crist. Okay. Whatever. <laughs> okay. Um, well, we're still here. Let's get to our topic. We're running late here, and but so much is happening. My God, what a show. This is like um, seat of your pants live weirdness. Lucianas, our topic is a tutorial on OBI. Go. <laughs> <laughs> um,
5: okay. So I will preface this by saying that uh, I'm coming out of uh, the uh, Lukumi uh, system of practice, so uh, out of West Africa by way of Cuba. And uh, so in, so first of all, uh, Obi roughly translates as coconut so as you can probably guess um, this is not a system that would have been used with coconuts in West Africa because they would have been using kola nuts or something similar but rather this is a new-world innovation and what it involves are four pieces usually of coconut but Uh, You can also use four uh, broke open uh, calorie shells. I've even seen on some uh, memorable occasions uh, practitioners using four pennies because that's what was available at the time. And uh, there is some similarity in terms of the figures that are produced to uh, European geomancy, but I'm not going to be able to really say that there's a one-to-one correlation of meaning between the figures. Um, I've not actually seen that and so I'll be restricting myself to, um, again, um, what my own practice has been uh, through, through the uh, African diaspora by way of Cuba. Uh, so you have four things that have a front and a back that you can tell apart. So it might be black and white, Uh, If you're using coconut, it might be uh, the cut side of a cowrie versus the open side of a cowrie if you're using four open cowrie shells. Either way, when you throw these, you will come up with a pattern. And um, that pattern will be a system of, we'll call it one or zero, with one being the uh, open side and zero being the the uh, the cut side of if you're, if you're using calorie cells. And so from that, you come up with a set of patterns. And some people will also use this uh, as kind of a shortcut way to uh, read Odoo. Some lines will do that, some lines don't.
2: Uh, Better explain no what Odoo one... is. Whoa, whoa, back <laughs> up. Footnote, what is Odoo yep. for our listeners?
5: <laughs> so Odoo are they are in some ways they are spiritual centers of power uh they are they are the powers by which the universe itself and fate itself is created uh and you see them often in ifa uh where you know they they've got an entire system around that I'm not initiated into IFA. I come from a line that does not use Babalowos. Uh However, I am initiated into, um, into Lukumi, and I made Santo back in 1999. Long story. That said, Obi does not require that you have made Santo to be able to use. As long as you've received Pogliaris or Ferreros, you can you can toss Obi. Uh, why? Because you need a means of communicating with your Allegua or with your warriors or with the alicia that you've received. And obi-divination is a way of doing that. Now, you can also use them as a means to ask questions about many things. Um, but in all cases, their, their purpose is to allow you a way to have a two-way conversation with spiritual entities that you are in communion with. So, in my case, I'm usually doing OB divination to a leg well. And the patterns that are formed, at the most basic level, they will give you a yes-no answer. And it could be a strong yes. It could be a solid yes. It could be, eh, well, maybe. It could be a solid no. Or it could be a, why the hell are you asking this put this away, go away, do not ask me that again. Um, and, you know, your, your basic five patterns will give you those answers. You can also as I said, you, if you are taught to use uh, if you are taught to use Ob to read Odu, again uh, if I will say you cannot do this, my line says well, we're doing it anyway, so oh well. Uh, you can get much more information beyond just yes no, and whether it's a strong yes, a strong no or or somewhere in between um, again, that is probably beyond the realm of of this discussion here
2: i so, I have a question mm-hmm. um, there it there is a lot of controversy, a lot of gatekeeping in Pretty much every religion. I mean, you know, um the transubstantiation of the host can only be performed by men with penises who are celibate. You know, what I mean yeah, you know, all that stuff, you know what I mean? <laughs> so um the, I have heard in um West can African their line at, of succession to the appropriate pope. <laughs> to the appropriate, yes, yes, the light of succession or the appropriate pope um so so i 've seen a lot of controversy and it 's not unexpected in uh, both um afro caribbean and african um, religious spiritual traditi- traditions in which initiation may or may not be required for using obi. I was first introduced to it by a woman who was initiated in um Lukumi and said anyone could use it, and she was told that in her house. I uh-huh. heard her say that in my shop, and someone came charging up from one of the aisles saying, no, that's not true, apostate, you are an apostate, right? And that you had to have had a ceremony in which your uh, the orisha of your head had been selected or you couldn't do obi. And um, mm, I let them argue between not, them. You do not need to have
5: you do not need to have initiation of your head. I, I would have to strongly disagree with that. The fact is, anyone who has received their warriors, you're going to have to talk to your alegra to find out what they want, and vice versa. So, yeah, if, if you've received your warriors, you're going yes. to be using Obi whether you want to or not. You're not going to be going to your padrino or your madrina. You know, every week, because you have to, you know, you have to do divination with the Lego every week, you're not going to be going every week to find out, you know, a Lego would really like, uh, you know, a strong cup of coffee and a cigar, and um, one of those cinnamon buns would be really nice, too, if you don't mind. I mean, you could. So so and, you are. And you... and you could argue that, well, you should be doing that with your with your, with your godparent anyway, but realistically, no, you're, you're going to use uh, every Monday morning.
0: Hmm.
2: You can I be oh. heard? There's yeah, just, Wait a minute. You
4: you you cut out for a little bit.
2: Yeah, our Internet I think and our the phone is- are
3: directly connected, and we're occasionally getting interruption here. I can see it on we're the phone. We're getting
2: brownouts mm-hmm. here, folks. I'm sorry. Yeah, I'll yeah, just assume you all keep me. on talking. Uh, so, <laughs> so, so, Conjurman, you are my designated um, interlocutor if I, if I disappear. Um, but I'm going to ask you a question, Conjurman. Uh, where do you stand on the... Um, on the use of these uh, forms of domestic divination vis-à-vis initiation in uh, Afro-Caribbean religion, since I know that Mm -hmm. you're initiated in a Brazilian form.
4: Yeah, uh, in Afro-Brazilian, Kim So there's sort of levels in the Afro-Brazilian approach, which we find actually in Africa as well. Um, the yes-no mm, approach, which is the binary that gives you answers directly from spirit, is accessible. So we use cowrie shells, known I mean as Buzios, uh, and those are pretty accessible. Uh, if you've been given some form of connection to, to the eshu and the pomogira, you can work with the buzios to receive yes or nos. And in fact, it's the way to confirm that an offering has been accepted. So you make a, some type of offering of some sort usually uh, with cornmeal and alcohol and peppers and onions and whatnot. And then you ask, you go, eshu, eshu, so-and-so, do you accept this? And you uh, you ask the question. It can also provide uh, questions about ceremonial, ritual acts, etc. And like Luciano's pointed out, you get a very strong yes, you get a uh, you get a maybe, you get a... You've got to redo this, and no, you've got a very strong no. And then there's another sort of layer to that, and this is where we get into the diviner. The diviner is a priest, and this comes out of the West African and the Central African tradition, in which the sort of highest-ranking clerical figure, who is simultaneously sorcerer and warrior and priest, is initiated. And so you see that in the figure of, for example, the Balao in West Africa and in the Cuban traditions. That form of divination in which you become the interpreter of the gods. You're not just communicating directly with your personal tutelary spirit or your personal you know, deity, but you become the interpreter of God. You're doing sort of big predictions. That sort of IFA approach does require some form of initiation. And that form of divination does overlap very strongly with geomancy, not European geomancy, but Middle Eastern geomancy. In fact, I have theorized that Rammel, which is the geomancy found in North Africa, likely derives, from ifa in some way shape or form many of the figures are identical and even the interpretations are very very similar in the Middle Eastern tradition to ifa so there's layers here. the accessible layer is you're working directly with your tutelary spirit you're working directly with your personal divinity you're getting yeses and no's you're being at you're asking about very straightforward things and you can use the sort of OB the, the approach to it you can use the shells you can use the calories and that is done. There's still some formalized connection there. You're not just a random person going, I'm going to throw shells. You're speaking to a spirit and the spirit is speaking to you directly through the shells. But then there's another layer of that initiatory diviner who interprets more complex meanings. So there's a balance there between accessibility and initiation.
2: Yeah, I I, I hear what you're saying. I want to make sure that I understood you, that in Ifa religion, it may require initiation.
4: The high level of ifa interpretation uh, and divination requires, not just
2: may, requires. Oh, you can't so, be above so, allowed. So these are what you're calling higher level. Are you thinking right. more like um, not just the four uh, shells, but like the um De yeah,
4: type? Yeah, right? when you're creating the entire... Ifa's not going to be using
2: If ifa's going to be no, using no. Icah
4: yeah, completely different binary system. The Lagoon is separate. So you Bangladesh, where you sort of get confused between Obi, de Lagoon, Buzios, these are all sort of different. And the chain mm-hmm. that's being thrown, these are, these are all different approaches. But you have these sort of rankings within the afro brazilian tradition, both in Candomblé and Kimbanda, in which you can have access to yes or no binary divinations versus the more initiatory diviner is a sort of separate class. That person's primary function is as a diviner and healer. They're going to be prescribing remedies. They're going to be prescribing baths. They're doing big interpretations about a person's life. And those figures are generally in the Afro-Brazilian tradition initiated, and that's mirrored in the West African and in the Central African tradition. The Nganga is an initiated priest. But ordinary people who are part of the religion that have access to their personal tutelary spirits, that have access to their personal divinities, can perform the yes or no through the Buzios in the Afro-Brazilian tradition, both in Candomblé and Obanda, and in Kimbanda as well. And that also is reflected in the West African and the Central African tradition, where there is a layer of accessibility beyond just, oh, the diviner must be initiated.
2: I I see. That was really well explained. I did want to give a little shout out to the book I wrote called Throwing the Bones. And Throwing the Bones Tempted on my part to do a worldwide survey of fortune telling and divination with bones, shells, and nuts. And maybe Nagashiva can throw the URL in for the book. And In that book, I broke things down considerably simply by going with how many items are thrown and how many results are possible. And I included Obi in that book um, with approval from someone who was initiated and immediately got kicked back from people who said, "You, you shouldn't have been allowed to put that in your book. So again, it's controversial to some people and to other people it's not. Um, but I also wanted to say something about um, uh, dilagoon and the 256 odu. Once you start working with binary systems, you will end up with larger and larger numbers very rapidly. And yep. it's always fascinating to me that you end up with the Chinese I Ching with 256 changing lines, and that's the same number as the 256 Odu. They are different. You can't equate one to the other. They were developed in different places. But a lot of the uh, meaning in um, what I would call the lowest level of understanding of these forms of mathematical divination comes out of how many times you throw how many items, and that is part of it. However, how you apply those is a matter of art. For instance, we all know there are 78 tarot cards, and there are people who say, I'm going to memorize the meanings of every one of these 78 tarot cards according to such and such a book, and then they throw three cards and they go, this is garbage. And people will actually say, this was a trash throw or a garbage throw because they can't understand the narrative because they're looking at one thing and then another and then another. And with Obi, it's somewhat similar. You're going to get yes or no answers. That's like with many pendulum uh, users. You're only going to get yes or no, sometimes a maybe, sometimes a don't ask again. Right, And this is the kind of thing where being practiced as a diviner carries you through, and you begin to ask repeated questions you don't just say will this person get a job in April and it might say no and then you would start other questions such as is someone stopping them from getting a job in April if they light candles to St. Joseph will they get a job in April and then you go through many many iterations of approaching yes and no. So you build up almost a three-dimensional territory of yeses and no's that lead you in a certain direction to getting the help the person needs rather than just stopping with that first yes or no.
5: Yeah, that that's a very good point, Ms. Kat. I would say that um, really part of the learning curve on Obi for me, and it took me a good three to five years to do this, was to figure out how to ask a yes no question as it turns out um the questions that you ask will shape the answers that you get and in some cases whether or not you get accurate information comes down to do you know how to ask the question correctly and Mm -hmm. at first you think oh well it's it's just a yes or no answer what could be simpler well that if you can get to the properly formulated question then yes it's a simple yes or no the art comes to asking the right question and asking the questions in the right order
4: yeah i couldn't agree more the the key to this type of divination really is the ability to ask the right questions and you do see this also there's a almost formal training that happens and particularly the, uh, African diasporic traditions in which the diviner is, is taught how to ask questions in a sort of theory, which is somewhat different uh, than, say, the tarot cards. But you can definitely see amongst older readers. If you ever go visit an older tarot reader or an older playing card reader, you can sort of see these sort of rapid-fire question and answers that they do, and they sort of cut and pull cards very quickly. Uh, does this, Is this person cursed? Who is this person? Like they, they sort of follow through you find something similar in these type of binary, uh, whether it's an Obi or in the Buzzius, you find something similar where there's a, there's a series, a very specific format in which the questions follow a particular pattern. And that's developed through experience, that's developed through discernment, that's developed through wisdom. And so a very good diviner with these systems is a person who knows how to ask those questions, which order to ask those questions. It's a, almost a probing approach. And I'm not sure if you would use that word Luciana, but for me, it comes off as very probing, where you sort of ask one question and then you probe further, and then you probe further until you really get to the meat of the matter. You get right in the center of it. And so you think of it, oh, whether a yes or no, it's very straightforward. No, it gets really, really to the heart and essence of whatever the issue is of whatever that model is. And it's incredibly effective. I mean, I see people that are able to pull some amazing amounts of detail out of these type of systems. I mean, just phenomenal, mind-blowing detail. And it shows you... An incredibly fast. And incredibly, incredibly fast. Good point. Yes, it's not just that they're getting detailed. They're getting detailed incredibly fast. And it speaks to, simultaneously, their connection to spirit. Whether it is with an Eshu or an Orisha or whatever entity, the connection that they have with it, the relationship that they build but also their discernment as a diviner, their ability to ask the right question. In many ways, it's like a it's a really good doctor with a diagnosis, a diagnostician. And they really embody that in many ways. It's not just that they know what to prescribe. It's they know exactly how to diagnose the situation through their divination system.
5: And that's that's actually a really good point, uh, Conjurman, because one of the things that is very typical, I would say, in a lot of the African diasporic systems is if you are going to a reader, you know, whether it's in a Lukumi system, whether it's in ifa whether it's in Candomblé, Umbanda, the expectation is that you're going to go to the reader. You're not going to have to ask a question of the reader. The reader is supposed to be able to read your situation and tell you yeah. why you're there, what your problem yep. is and most importantly, what your best course of action, what your remedy is.
4: Yes, yes. This is a very, I would almost call this a sort of pre-modern style of divination that has fallen a little bit to the wayside, but you can still see it in the African diasporic traditions. You, you also see this in ancient and medieval astrology. You don't see questions very often. They sort of uh, divine what your question is in advance when they do the sort of horror reading, as they call it, reading. You find the same thing in Geomancy and ramo. You find the same thing in the African diasporic traditions, which in many ways continues a much older system of divination in which you're not even asking a question. They already know. They're already diving deep and getting to the essence of the matter. And I've seen this play out, and it's absolutely stunning because sometimes the client thinks that they want to ask about something else, but the diviner Mm -hmm. through this system is able to go You're not really asking about this. You're asking about this other thing. And then they reflect and go, damn, you're right. I I thought Mm -hmm. I I wanted to know the answer to this thing, but you're right. I actually want to know this. And that speaks to the ability to to, probe the spirit.
5: Absolutely. And it it cuts Mm -hmm. through. I mean, in therapy we sometimes talk about, you know, those those doorknob moments when, you know, it's been like it's been 40 minutes and finally, the the client is ready to tell you why it is that they're actually there.
0: Right. With, right.
5: With many of these systems, you don't waste that forty minutes. The diviner, if they, if they're if they're solid in their system, the oracle is going to say why that person is there. Yep. And yep, it, yep. it goes from there. there. There's no there's no waiting, as it were. Yeah. You get right to the heart of the matter, and part of this is
4: it, it serves a very important social function in addition to a spiritual function, because these diviners are often dealing with a lot of clients, and not just a lot of clients. Mm-hmm. They often have a congregation, or they have a, a, a you know a group that that are that they're part of, and so they have yeah, to it's a larger community always. Yeah, always a larger community. And so in service of that larger community, they have to divine very quickly and have to get to the truth very quickly. And so despite, we talk about sort of the African diasporic traditions as, as being based in ritual and in sacrifice and in devotion and in worship, but there is a very matter-of-fact approach here. They get right to the heart of the matter. They get right to the resolution. They deal with it they, because they're dealing with a community. So you don't have the right. same uh, slow, luxurious. Like, all right, we're gonna take, we're gonna need a couple of sessions before we actually get to the reality of this thing, and then maybe at the end we'll have some solutions for you. No, no, they're like what? within the first few minutes, they're like, we know you've got a problem with your husband. This is what's happening. Yes, he's cheating. Here's how we resolve it. <laughs> it's very quick. It's mm-hmm. very strong. And they have what's interesting is that there's a built-in system. Of addressing whatever comes up, there's an action Absolutely. approach to all of this. There's very clear: move forward, don't move forward. Even the yes and no's are very clear here. You move forward with this action, you don't move forward with this action. You need to do this other thing, and that's an incredibly dynamic. I mean, most people when they think binary, they're probably thinking the pendulum, right? Yes, no, maybe. But there's so much. There's so much dynamism in the shells in obi and buzios that i think gets overlooked when people they think of it as a very simple system but it's an incredibly effective and dynamic system
5: absolutely and one of one of the nice things about it and speaking as a practitioner who uses multiple systems Mm -hmm. so you do have the diamondism of the of the system itself however you don't actually have to open up an odu to get the information. Mm-hmm. It's mm-hmm. like, you know, it, it's like the difference between being able to plug something into a nice AC outlet versus mm-hmm. having to go up and wire it up to the transformer on the pole outside your house to get, uh, to get power. Mm-hmm. Um, I know which one is safer from my point of view as a practitioner and mm-hmm. um, you know, with Obi divination, I've never been in a situation where I'm thinking, "Oh my God, where am I going to find a chicken at this time of night?" <laughs> That's great, and, and, yeah. and, and, and there's there, there's a very practical benefit to that.
4: Yeah, yes, yes. There are the system is incredibly, incredibly practical. Um, it, it is a spiritual divination for us. Or spiritual tradition that is practical in of itself that is about resolving the very real spiritual and material conditions of its people and that, that's something yes. that the divination system of the African diasporic traditions all have in common whether it's Lukumi or Vodun or Palo or Kim or Banda whatever it is there is this very clear practical approach of addressing both the spiritual and material conditions of its people in a ready in a ready fashion. Um, and that, that that is something you don't always see in, in other forms of divination. I think we've lost Miss Kat because uh, she's been silent for a We bit.
1: have. I just heard from her. She called me from the landline. Um, their power did come back on. It just kind of blipped. And um, oh, okay. they are rebooting their system. So they should be back very oh, shortly. Okay.
4: Okay, yeah, okay. I was also about to say because we've, uh, for our Oracle hour, we've gone a little bit longer than usual, but that's okay because this has been a very fruitful conversation. Uh, and also, it's a conversation that I think uh, is necessary because a lot of people are very unfamiliar yeah. with this form of divination. So let's talk practical a little bit. We're going to be doing reading. So why don't, Lukianos, why don't you tell us a little bit about what people will hear from your end? what type of questions you might, for example, ask, what type of process you might do, and what type of answers you might be able to provide. Because we've talked abstract. Let's bring it into the practical. What people can expect from you when you're, when you're casting these uh, shells or nuts. Just really right. quick, Conjure
1: um, so, uh, mm-hmm. Man, I just wanted to let you know we, are, we have moved to a one-client uh, schedule for tonight, so we're only taking one yeah. client.
5: Okay. So we have plenty I of time. It. No, a... Okay, so um, I will say straight up, I often use Obi in addition to other forms of divination. So many clients, mm-hmm. when they come to me, they come to me for a card reading. I may lay out the cards, and then I will use Obi to, la- to ask you know more specific, more directed questions about either the source of a problem appropriate interventions, um, likelihood of success. I've even had people say, I've got a list of whatever it is, and they just want me to go through the list and give them a yes or no. Uh, All of that is perfectly fair game. Mm
0: -hmm. Um,
5: What you will likely possibly hear, and I don't know if you'll hear this, if it'll be picked up by uh, the microphone, but my mic cut open cowrie shells are currently sitting in a bowl of blessed water. And periodically you will hear me remove them from the bowl. And I have an empty bowl, also ceramic, and I will throw them. And I was mentally asking, are you ready to read? Alafia?" Okay. Awesome. And they go back into the bowl of water to rest in between throws. Um, you can do a similar thing if you're throwing coconut shells, uh, keeping keeping the OB in in water that's been blessed. Uh, in some cases, some people may add a little bit of coconut milk to it. Helps mm-hmm. them, help refresh them in between questions. And uh, you know, assuming nothing too extreme happens, that's usually you know perfectly sufficient. And of course, I would change the water if I had multiple readings back to mm-hmm. back. Mm-hmm.
4: And One of the type of questions you generally get with this, is there like a limitation to what people can ask or things that are better answered through this, maybe versus a different type of divination system?
5: Oh, absolutely. Um, So, number one, don't ask a question that you know the answer to, because (laughs) Obi is just going to tell you, yes. Because basically what you're saying is, I think it says, is that true? Yes. Really? Yes. Are, Are you sure? Yes. (laughs) Yeah, so if you know the answer to a question, don't waste your time or the diviner's time. The answer is going to be yes, because you already know. Even if, you know, the answer to the question is actually, no, you shouldn't do that. Yes, you really should not do that. Um, In some cases, if it is an issue that is very heavily colored by the dead, you may get Oyaku over and over and over again. In some Mm -hmm. cases, that doesn't mean no. In some cases, that means that the dead or the ancestors want to speak, thank you very much. And at that point, either you're going to have to decide, okay, Obi, are you gonna be able to handle the current that's coming through? And if the answer is no, you may Mm -hmm. have to go to an Espiritismo, to a MESA to address those questions in a, a um, a a more necromantic context. For mm-hmm. lack of a, a better term. Mm-hmm. Um, also, there may be some things that, frankly, you need to go to. You need to go to Odu. Uh, Obi is not going to be able to handle the the magnitude of it. But in general, um, certainly as a first pass reading,
0: mm-hmm. um,
5: it, it is a remarkably resilient oracle. I guess is, is the way I would describe it. Incredibly resilient.
4: Mm-hmm. And do you offer this to uh, all clients or specific type of clients uh, when people or can people seek you out specifically for this type of reading?
5: Uh, so people certainly can seek me out specifically for, for Obi divination. Um, I, I offer it pretty much to all comers. Uh, it's a system that I, I do have initiate, initiatic access to. Um, mm-hmm. But, you know, my clients don't have to be. They they don't have to be in the religion. They don't have to be initiated. Um, you know, if they are open to it and it seems like a method that is appropriate to the questions that they're bringing, um, I I have no problem as a diviner making it accessible. Uh, there mm-hmm. are other forms of divination which I could be practicing where I would say, you know what, that's really not the type of divination that you should be seeking at this time, given given mm-hmm. where you're at and 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 all the rest and i i i would ask you um do you have do you have a similar set of practices you know regarding the systems that i know you practice
4: yeah it, it's absolutely very similar in that regard it's accessible to to everyone i have the initiation uh, i'm a tata in kimbanda doesn't mean you have to be uh initiated in kimbanda you don't even have to be part of the Kim practices uh, or Afro-Brazilian practices to receive the wisdom uh, and insight that Eshu and Pombajira can offer you in that regard. Um, and and like you mentioned, it's a system that is readily accessible because it really goes back to the the fact that the, uh, while the, the priesthood itself may be initiatic, this is still a community-based tradition. This is not solitary. When, pe- when people imagine initiation, I think they sort of Im- imagine it in a very eurocentric fashion where initiation is a self thing you're initiated and you've now got this power and even the word altar right altars are very but you have them in your bedrooms or you have them whereas when we're talking in the afro-diasporic traditions initiation is a a communal act you are now in service Mm -hmm. of a community you're now in service of a people on behalf of these spirits yep. and entities and deities, it's not a personal act. Even your 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 altars or your tronco or whatever you call it, your prendas, for, uh, asentamentos, whatever you have, they are they are meant to be in service of like people can come and give offerings there. People can come. It's very yes. much absolutely public, communal oriented, and so the divination reflects that. It's about providing insight to all who seek out its, its wisdom. So it is incredibly open and accessible in that way. And I find that even if you don't have like a background, if you don't have a cultural background in it, uh, it can be very interesting. People will be like, wow, I didn't expect that. Or this was very different than what I had expected. Um, And I learned so much. Like I think it's uh, if you've never had a reading from from an Af- African diaspora tradition and you're interested you should do it I fully encourage you to do it it's a very interesting experience and the insight that you'll gain is incredibly powerful and transcripts and I know people who do sort of yearly this or so they once a year they get sort of a big reading in one of these African diasporic traditions. Well, I think we've reached the end of this conversation. This was such an incredibly useful introduction to this practice, and I'm very much looking forward to seeing uh, how we can help our plan. That's super loud there at the end. Uh, but, yeah, hope we're very much looking forward to seeing how we can help our plan. I'm just going to turn this over to our announcer, and then we'll move on from there.
5: Excellent.
1: Thank you, Conjure man. <clears throat>
4: Support for this program is provided by the
1: Lucky Mojo Curio Company in Portsville, California and located online at luckymojo.com. And by the Association of Independent Readers and Root Workers, AIR, a directory of ethical and authentic Conjure practitioners located online at readersandrootworkers.org. And by Hoodoo Psychics, the first psychic line run entirely by Hoodoo practitioners. Receive a reading with a trusted root worker instantly. Call one 888 hoodoo or visit hoodoopsychics.com and by the crystal silence league a free online prayer service of the association of independent spiritual churches located online at crystalsilenceleague.org. now it's time to go to the phones and talk to today's client but our client is coming from romania so they have written in and it is balkan diviner uh, from romania and uh, okay he, he writes i failed my driving exam that took place on the 31st of January 2024 due to high stress and anxiety as soon as I entered the vehicle. That being said, I love driving and an autistic individual It's a sign of independence. However, I don't particularly like my instructor, a Capricorn, but I am following YouTube lessons that took place in the exact city where I will be taking the exam. I plan on buying Crown of Success, uh, but passing the test involves not only mastery but knowledge, also luck. As... Um, unexpected situations can occur at intersections and roundabouts. Do I have a better chance of success at passing this test in the spring? I don't know the date of the following exam yet. We have to pay a sum for the reexamination, and I certainly don't plan on spending money for many tries.
4: Turning it over to you, Conjman. Thank you for that. Um, I'm going to do our our first reading right about to you. As I was muted, I put through the booze years a couple times. Uh, so I, I'll just explain my process. I'll do the first reading, and then we'll have Lukianas do the second, and hopefully by that time, Miss Kat will be rebooted and back, and we can have her do the root work advice. Uh, I am back. Not, oh yes, she's back.
2: Hooray!
4: We missed you terribly, but we're so oh, glad you're you. back. Um, so I'll, uh, if it's okay with you, Ms. Cat, I'll do the first reading followed by Lucianos, and then you can do uh, the root work advice. Is that, does that work for you? Great. Okay, wonderful. So what I've done is uh, I've, I've muted and, and listening to it. I've pulled through the Buzios. Now, my Buzios, I actually keep them in a Kapala that I bought from Ms. Cat. I should mention. Uh, Ms. Cat <laughs> might remember me buying this Kapala. I think it was like almost eight years ago now. Um, yes. It's been quite some time, and I keep them in the capala, and then when I'm going to use them, I wash them in cachaça, uh, and I always keep a bottle of cachaça. Cachaça is a Brazilian liqueur that absolutely tastes horrible. <laughs> it's one of the worst-tasting things I've ever tried, and uh, Brazilians have a love-hate relationship with it themselves. They, they drink it, but they also kind of hate it. Uh, and then I cast them and throw them on a plate in front of the assentamentos, which are the uh, uh, bowls in which Eshu and Bombajira are contained. So I asked a few questions here first about whether you would pass uh, the, the uh, driver's test, and the answer is yes, but work would be needed, some type of work, and I followed it up with the question, is there an inner issue that is keeping Bokkan Diviner from passing this issue, and I got a very strong yes, yes. There is an inner issue, something behind the scenes that is keeping you from it. So I followed up, is this magical in origin? The answer is no, a very definitive no. I asked, is this a psychological matter? And I got a very definitive yes. I asked, is this an issue of anxiety? And got a definitive yes. And I asked, should there be work done to ameliorate anxiety, not just for success? And I got a very definitive yes. So the answer, here is yes you will pass your driver's test you will be able to get the independence that you're looking for The big problem here is actually mostly psychological it's not purely knowledge or skill based in fact you can in terms of knowledge and skill you'll probably do quite well what will keep you from being able to pass it is your own nerves and so the recommend I asked is there a recommendation of uh, some type of talismanic work and the answer was eh, not really so I followed it up with, is this a work that should involve some type of bathing ritual, calming ritual, and serenity of the mind ritual? And the answer was overwhelming. Yes. So this is a signpost for Miss will know exactly what to do in that regard in order to help bring ac- acuity of the mind, serenity of the mind, peace of the mind, and tranquility of the spirit. The overall answers here are good and positive and they're headed in the direction that you want, but there's an issue. There's this internal psychological, internal psychic problem. Problem that will need to be addressed so there's a matter of anxiety a matter of worries a matter of fears a matter of doubt that will need to be addressed magically and will need to be remedied magically and once that's done we get a very strong yes you will pass it so you have to address that first portion my my recommendation this is an entirely practical one and not based on divination is you might even try to practice that route that you went on, that you're familiar with the streets, the roads. The more familiar you were, you in advance the better you can help address the anxiety and fears and nerves that you have. So the primary issue here is an internal one. You're already picking up the practical skills. You're already picking up the knowledge skills, even if your teacher is this hard-headed, difficult Capricorn or overbearing Capricorn, or that's all right. The knowledge portion is fine. The issue is confidence. The issue is anxiety, and that's what needs to be addressed with remedies. And if you do that, Success will be had here. I'm going to turn this over to Luciana, so we'll do the next reading, and then Miss Cat will come in at the end.
5: Okay. Well, thank you, Conjureman. Uh So, as uh, you were speaking, as we're all were speaking, I was throwing Obi, and so I, my Obi divination agrees with you 100%. Um, the main, the main enemy here is anxiety. It is psychological. Uh, candle work is not recommended. However, bathing is, specifically road opening. Uh, I got a strong no for Blessing, strong no for uh, crucible of Courage, uh, but road opening gets an alafia. So that, that would be where I would look. And certainly um, practicing the route. Uh, if you can get uh, driving time in a car, without your instructor, but with someone who, again, I don't know how the permitting works in Romania, but if you can get outside practice along that same route, um, along with some road opening bathing, yes, that, that I think will do you in good stead. And is Miss Cat with us?
2: Well, let's see, how are we fixed for time? Oh, well, we still have a, a minute. I'd like to ask you to ask one more question. You said no crucible of courage, but a strong yes for road-opening bath. Um, could you ask about a couple of herbs? So may sure. I ask, can you ask if lemongrass should be used, yes or No. No. No lemongrass. Okay, I'm just you know this is a good way to to oh, yeah. work Absolutely. with these things. Um, and um, hmm, trying to think of another herb that um, countryman. Maybe you can help out. What would be another herb that you could ask a yes or no question about?
4: I would ask about John the Conqueror, which uh, oh is, good, and uh, used traditionally for blockbuster.
5: Yeah, um, uh, that got okay. a maybe, but a no. Um, and Maybe I'm no. That that. we are looking at the herbs available in Romania.
0: Mhm.
2: And. Romanian <laughs> herbs? Yes or I, no? Not necessarily. Okay. So not necessarily. I not
5: restrict okay. myself to that. Yes. Not restricted. Not restrict okay. To that. Okay. It is okay. a tree. Juniper. Pine. Oak gets an alafia. Okay. Oak is a, okay. Oak is a go. Oak, oak gets alafia. Uh I also got yeses for pine and for juniper.
2: They also got yeses, but milder yeses?
5: Yes. So okay. more,
2: more tentative Oh, yeses could you ask like, about, well, Aubrey, you have. Ask Abre, about Camino. Abre Camino? <laughs> no. Oh, really? That Pursing.
5: is a strong no. Yeah.
2: Yes. Oh, how um, interesting.
5: Any flowers? Yes. Huh. Roses. Curious. Which I'm one? Oak, roses.
2: Roses, roses are a yes, okay. Yeah. Uh,
5: okay, yes to citrus flowers, so like a neroli or a orange blossom.
4: Mm, what about mm, five-finger okay. grass?
2: Oh, good one, five-finger grass. Yes. Solid yes. <laughs> and,
4: and bay, any type of bay for clarity and success?
5: Yes. Strong. Oh, uh, there we yes. go.
2: All right. Well, this is this is a wonderful way to um, do this kind of... Oh, yes. Phyllis Margaret Gabor says, ask about Master of the Woods. No. Okay. Now, this is so similar to um, pendulum reading or mm-hmm. kinesthesiology where you actually would take the herbs and hold them in your hand. So Mm -hmm. I have been trying to type and um, keeping them in the um, chat. We have a couple more suggestions. Mint, yes or no?
5: Yeah, that's uh, actually one of the shells landed on its side. I I would say that is uh, maybe no.
2: Okay, and what about camphor? no.
5: Uh, maybe no. Well, let, let me okay. ask about resin. No to resins, okay. So yes to flowers, yes to trees.
2: Wow, no. all right. So I hope Balkan Diviner is in the uh, chat, if not can pick this up later. But I'm now going to go into what we're talking about with the bath. Um, So thank you guys. This is fantastic. And if anyone has any other suggestions for herbs to query while I'm talking, just put them in and we'll get them answered also. So we have here juniper and pine were kind of okay, but oak was a go. Um, So we have, let's just make a list here. We have oak. We have roses. We have citrus flowers, which could be the flowers of of, uh, lemon or orange. Um, We have road opener oil. And um, let me see what else we have here. Um, We have five-finger grass, yes, and bay, yes, and... um, Got a
5: yes to Bloodstone, and uh, I personally like Bloodstone because association with Mars and cars. So, not essential, but if you want to use it, it definitely will fit.
4: Oh, I think we might have lost Miss Cat again. Oh no. Yeah, I don't I don't think we uh, we hear her uh on the radio. Uh, yeah, then, then they're going through the storms right now in northern California. So they're all listening to the, the Wonders of Live uh radio. But maybe we can uh work together to to bring some type of, of solution here uh and offer, yeah, some type of re- remedies Uh, or consultation for Balkan Diviner, we've gotten some really, really great recommendations. And I just want to highlight again, what Lucianos did, what you just heard, is one of the most effective ways that this divination works. I mean, it is so practical. It'll tell you exactly what you need, what ritual you should do. So, for example, we know that the best approach here is going to be some type of bathing work. So bathing is going to be highly recommended to Balkan Diviner. I really would recommend any type of work. So we saw Bay was... If I'm not mistaken, uh, bay and five-finger grass were very strong yeses, so you might want to make a tea out of that that you can then bathe yourself in that, and that would allow it. Now, whenever I do some type of clarity work, I usually mix those two with a little bit of Florida water. That's just me. But that works mm. really well for clarity of the mind, clarity of the... Body, you might even want to do that the day of the test. So you do this well in advance to sort of cleanse the mind and prepare yourself. But the day of the test itself, I would also repeat this bathing this so that your mind is in a place of serenity, your mind is in a place of clarity, so that it sort of de-stresses you it removes the anxiety, it removes the doubt, which we saw as as a, a big obstacle towards your success. So you want to start first with some type of bathing work around that. Uh, for the others, maybe we can. Ca- ca- uh, create some type of talisman or mojo bag. Uh, Lucionis, do you have any ideas about how maybe, I think you mentioned, for example, some type of bloodstone was recommended along with some trees, how we can put these together into uh, a ritual or, or a talisman or some type of a working that will bring success in this matter?
5: Right. So in making, um, I guess, a mojo bag talisman mm-hmm. for for something like this, I like to work with sort of uh, think of it as sort of the Homeric golden chain where Mm. you're taking uh, things that have resonance, but are coming from different kingdoms as it were. Mm. So you would have bloodstone as a stone. You also want a, uh, a, you know, something from the plant kingdom to go with that. So oak would be, you know, would be a good option to pair with that. Mm -hmm. Uh, Likewise, if you can, you know, get, you know, something uh, metal, even though you already have the bloodstone, if you were to put, more you know, say a small piece of iron or, um, you know, even even an iron nail uh, in mm-hmm. it, you know, again, just, just building this chain of correspondences.
0: Uh, um, yeah, some people
5: w- would also add specific zo- zoological curios, others prefer not to. But in this case, if I'm building off of this um, sort of Mars theme, because I want to, you know, demonstrate my mastery of this realm of Mars, mm-hmm. which includes the operation of heavy machinery, um, mm-hmm. I would look for an animal that is martial, or I would look for the claws of any animal, because claws in and of themselves, cells, because they are sharp, because they are penetrating, those are all martial, regardless of the animal that they come from
4: mm mhm that's
5: fantastic so, and likewise, I could also include um rose thorns, for example, mm. so there's your oak and your rose right there, mm. um, and again, I would put this in a red bag again, uh, I mean, red is a traditional bag, regardless, but you know especially for this, because we are sort of in in the martial realm, mm. I want a red bag. Mm. Uh, If I want to dress it, I might dress it with, you know, some of the clarity, you know, the bay, uh, Mm -hmm. the tea that I used to make the larger bath. I might have saved a little bit of that to actually feed the bag itself with. I might um, smoke it with tobacco smoke. And likewise, I might feed it with an appropriate Marshall liqueur, Um, Mm. you know. You know, you might so, might want to walk the fine line with that and go for a perfume rather than a liqueur, depending on whether you think, uh, you know, it may put you at risk of, you know, then looking and say, have you been drinking? Yeah. Because that is not what you want for your driving test. Yeah, so, good, good you know, idea. May, maybe feed it with some strong coffee. That also works. Mm-hmm.
4: That's good. But, it's um,
5: but at 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 that point, you actually now have not just one thing, but you have at least half a dozen different things that are all operating within the same sphere. They're mutually mm-hmm. reinforcing. They're mutually compatible. And you're going to set them with with the instruction, "Hey, you're going to give me courage. You're going to mm-hmm. keep my mind sharp." you're going to allow me to perform as well as I know I can perform at this task that is in the realm that you excel in and that you, you radiate and represent. And, that's
4: perfect. Yeah, that is fantastic. That is, you? Thank, you.
5: That, Thank you for that, that, that great recommendation. And that is how you build an ally.
4: <laughs> yeah, that's a fantastic, fantastic approach. We've reached the end here. I'm just going to throw one quick up because L-M-C. I love this image.
3: You're listening to the LMC Radio Network, broadcasting out of Forestville, California, on the World Wide Web at.
4: Oh, did we lose our announcement? Oh dear. No, <laughs> go ahead, Conjurman. No, that's okay. Uh, you can start the announcement. I'll say something just briefly afterwards. It's okay. Okay.
3: Uh, and-
4: The LMC Radio
3: Network is a media alliance whose excellent shows include The Lucky Mojo Hoodoo Rootwork Hour with Catherine Ironwood and Conjurman, Sundays, 3 to 4.30. Mystics, Mages, and Magical Places with Reverend Art and Reverend James, Mondays, 4 to 5.30. The Crystal Silence League Hour with John St. Germain, in syndication, Tuesdays. The Witch, the Priestess, and the Cauldron with Elvira Love and Phoenix Lafay in syndication Tuesdays. The Now You Know Show with Professor Porterfield in syndication Wednesdays. And The Witch, the Priestess, and the Cauldron with Elvira Love and Deborah Voigt, Thursdays 4 to 5. All time specific at 3 Hours for Eastern. Sponsored by the Lucky Mojo Curio Company in Forestville, California and online at luckymojo.com.
1: All right, so just to let our other um, uh, people know here, we're having a few issues on Blog Talk Radio. There's a big lag, so just hang mm-hmm. on with us. Um, some quick announcements about those upcoming shows on the Logs, Mojo Mojo, uh, Curio Radio, LNC Radio Network, excuse me, <laughs> Monday, February fifth at 4 p.m. Pacific, 7 p.m. Eastern Time on this, majorly in Magical Places with Reverend Art and guest Ayajani Matthew Vaughn on the topic of the celebration of Lupercalia, an ancient Roman pagan festival. And Tuesday, February 6th, on the Crystal Silence League in syndication, will be the topic of Astral Tower Part 3. And Tuesday, February 6th, on the Witch, the Priestess, and the Cauldron in syndication with Miss Elvira and Phoenix Lefay, will be the topic of The Importance of Intention. And Wednesday, February 7th, on the Now You Know Show in syndication with Professor Porterfield, will be the topic of The Song of Solomon and Solomon's Seal Root. And Thursday, February 9th at 4 p.m. Pacific, 7 p.m. Eastern Time, on The Witch, the Priestess, in the Cauldron with Miss Elvira and Deborah Boyce, will be the topic of the Spirit of the Water and Transformation. And now it's time for our free spell segment from our special guest, Lucianos of Lucianos.com in Baltimore, Baltimore, Maryland. Take it away, Luciano.
5: Okay, thank you, Reverend James, for my free spell tonight. I will be offering a variation on the cut and clear spell and this one is called Rewriting Your Story. So this is a spell that I feel is particularly appropriate for this time of year because whatever resolutions we may have made in January, now is the time to actually add action to our intentions and clear away any obstacles that may have been revealed in the wake of our initial resolve. I would recommend doing this process uh, before the upcoming new moon that marks the uh, lunar new year as uh, the period between the upcoming new moon and the following full moon is not going to be auspicious for any type of cutting work. So you want to do this before the new new year. Okay. So for this spell, you will need some lined notebook paper, a pencil, a red pen, a black pen, a journal, a white candle, a black candle, some cut and clear incense, some cut and clear oil, uh, Blessing or another appropriate condition oil, depending on the issues involved, some salt, some graveyard dirt, some red pepper, and a disposable fire-safe container, and, yes, some tongs for safe handling. First off, you are going to dress the red pen, the black candle, and the corners of the notebook paper with cut and clear oil. Next, you are going to dress the black pen, the white candle, and the corners of the journal with blessing oil or whichever other condition oil is appropriate to your situation. You're going to place the salt, the graveyard dirt, and the red pepper in the fire safe container and then using a pencil you're going to write out your situation as it is, good and bad, uh, on the dressed notebook paper. Keep in mind it doesn't have to be long form, it may even be a bullet list. I would keep it focused and short. So next you're going to light the cut and clear incense You're going to light the black and the white candles. So white candle on the left, incense in the middle, candle on the right. And using the dressed red pen, you're going to start editing your story. And you're going to cross out the parts that you want to change or get rid of. And you can even add in things that are missing that you want to be there. Once you're satisfied with the revised version of your story, you're going to copy it into your permanent journal with the dressed black pen warm the journal with the flame of the white candle, don't burn it, and you're going to claim this revised version of the story as your own, the one that you're going forward with. Now you're going to take the original notebook paper version of the story and using the flame of the black candle, you're going to burn it in the fire safe container. And once it's burned down to ashes, you're going to extinguish the black candle in those ashes with that mixture of salt and red pepper and graveyard dirt. You're going to declare that this version of the story is nothing more than a failed rough draft, and it has nothing to do with you or your life going forward. Finally, for disposal, you're going to bag up that fire-safe container with the ashes, the graveyard dirt, etc., and you're going to dispose of them at a crossroads. You could dispose of them at a graveyard or in more running water, depending on your situation, but whatever you choose to do, once you've done that, you're going to walk away, and you're not going to look back. It's your story. Now you get to live it. That wow.
2: That's, that's really great. I just got back in enough time to hear that. Lovely, the <laughs> piano.
4: <laughs> Welcome back, um, Ms. Kat.
2: Thank you. I, I just wanted to say this, this is not blog talk radio's problem. This is a widespread power outage in Sonoma County, California, that's just playing havoc with our lives. So... <sighs> I'm going to just sit here and and concentrate for a moment. May I ask a a question about this spell? I didn't see the text go through the chat. Was it posted through?
1: No, Shiva said that he will get it um, into the log later. I don't have access to it, and I'm not sure if Lucianos can get it to me.
2: Okay, great. Just wanted to make sure that we do have it in the chat later when the archive is made. Thank you very much. Oh, my gosh. Uh, do you want me to uh, try and uh, cut and paste
5: some text in there?
2: If you could, that would be great. Usually Shiva does it, but he's now running around yeah. trying to restart our router again. No. This interestingly enough. Uh, This spell seems like it would also be applicable to Balkan Diviner's situation. Didn't you notice that as you were reading it? Uh,
5: It it definitely does have, I think, good applicability. So uh, Balkan Diviner, if you're so inclined, give it a try. Let us know how it goes.
2: Yeah, I, I love the idea of you know it's basically cutting and clearing from a past event and saying now I'm going forward and living my life the way I want to, and I I think that this might be a spell that Balkan Diviner could use. So um, that's a real a real uh, a real good idea. Um, I don't want to keep talking because I have a feeling I'm going to be booted out any second. So I'm going to turn this over to you guys. We just had another little brownout. We still don't oh, have internet yeah. connectivity, and I'm simply using up cell phone um, minutes here now. So how about you guys <laughs> keep talking, and I'll just hang quietly in the background, okay?
4: Uh, well, we're so sorry you're dealing with these tech problems, and hopefully they get resolved, in your are all safe and, and, and uh, you know, endure and survive the, the rough weather that we're sort of dealing with in the storms. We're thinking uh, about you, Miss Cat, and sending you positive vibes there. I thought this was such a fantastic, fantastic spell. I do want to briefly just jump back to Vulcan Diviner. just came to me. Uh, I love working in threes. So in addition to the wonderful advice you got about bathing, the wonderful advice about the Homeric chain and and uh, mojo bags, I would recommend that the day you're going to, or the night before you go to take your exam, to take some five finger grass and some bay leaf and burn it as incense with some crown of success, incense, like mix it in a little bit more five finger grass, a little bit more bay leaf, light the incense, and then smoke on the outside around your car or whatever vehicle you have, so that you will bring success to that object and that you're successful in your examination. So that's what my, just a final recommendation there. We've had a bit of a chaotic uh, day, but it was a really informative, very interesting episode of the Oracle Hour. We got an opportunity to look at one of the most fantastic and interesting divination systems from the African diasporic tradition, really broadening beyond the, very, the sort of approach we've had in the past, Looking, taking a very global approach to divination today by looking at the OB and the binary systems, including the Buzios here. Uh, we had an opportunity to see it firsthand. We had an opportunity to see how how it can be used and the effectiveness it has in regards to not only providing really clear cut answers, but then probing down on what you can do in order to improve your situation, what you uh, can do in order to address the problem. So it was really fantastic. Uh, opportunity. You don't really get a chance to do this. I was going to say, look, we must have you back in the future because we <laughs> don't really see this very often, right? I think um, as far as I'm aware, this may be one of a handful of episodes, podcasts, or radio shows where you get a chance to see up close the African diasporic uh, divination systems. We don't have a lot of time, so I am going to hand this over to our announcer to give us a brief outro, and then we're going to come back and say goodbye. Thank you, Conjure
1: Man, and thank you, Miss Cat, if you're still there. (laughs) Thank you, Lukianos of lukianos.com in Baltimore, Maryland, for being our guest this week. We invite you to join us next week when we will have, uh, oh, no, I didn't get that.
4: Um, Let's see. We'll get
2: another wonderful guest. When we
1: will have Mama E on Finding Real Love. (laughs) There we go. <laughs> you can find Miss Kat via the Lucky Mojo Forum at forum.luckymojo.com and Conjure Man at conjuremanconsulting.com in Mission Viejo, California. I'm your announcer, Reverend James, joining you from fullconjure.com in North Carolina. And it, the Lucky Mojo Hoodoo Work, Work Hour can be heard every week live on Blog Talk Radio at 3 p.m. Pacific, 6 p.m. Eastern Time. And the shows are available in archive via luckymojo.com forward slash radioshow.html. For all of us at Lucky Mojo, I'd like to thank you for being here and invite you to tune in once again next week at the same time. <laughs> when you hear the familiar strains of the Memphis Jug Band playing the Jug Band Waltz. Thanks, everybody. Goodbye. Good night, everyone.
4: Thanks for tuning in and sticking <laughs> and with us all. through it all.
2: Yeah, thank and thank you, Luke honest and Conjurman for carrying it when I got cut off. Good night, all.
4: Bye-bye, everyone. Good night, all.
2: Bye-bye. <laughs> <laughs> oh, somebody didn't know the song wasn't over yet. I have a whole other verse. Oh, I know. Gee, I could say a few more things. Like, thanks everybody for wishing us well. Mm -hmm. I can barely hear the music in the background. (sighs) And I love my timing. But it's almost impossible. I hear the little harmonica from... Memphis, Tennessee. Way in the background, playing quietly. There it is. There it is. Da, da, da. Now I can say goodbye. Goodbye.
4: Goodbye. <laughs> Good night. Good night.
2: There's
3: a crack on the right hand side. There's a limb overhanging the power line.